Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast and to our listeners all across America and around the world. Now, today, my guest observes that corporate communications is experiencing a renaissance, and we'll look into that in this episode. Yesenia Reynoso is an award-winning 10-year transformative bilingual storyteller, a content creator, public relations practitioner, and now an entrepreneur. She began her journey in November 2007 as a member of the communications team at Times Square Alliance, where she was also part of the New Year's Eve ball drop. She is a 2010 Pace University graduate with a BA in communications, and she's a member of the Public Relations Society of America and New York Women in Communications. In August 2018, she became the communications manager of Global Kids. And in September 2020, Yesenia won the PRSA New York's prestigious 15 Under 35 Award, honoring 15 rising PR stars in the media industry. Then, in June 2021, she founded Why, that's the letter Y, Why Communications, working in both nonprofit and for profit sectors with an expertise in corporate communications and much more. She's worked with clients such as Girl Scouts of the USA. I challenge myself, City Tutors, Hip Hop Union, and others. So joining me from Fort Lee, New Jersey, I welcome Yesenia Reynoso to the podcast. Welcome. Hi, Peter. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day here. Oh, um, work. Well, good. Now, you say that corporate communications is experiencing a renaissance. So before we get into exactly what that, that is, how do you see that corporate communications got to the point that they needed a renaissance what was missing well i think the missing uh, the missing ingredient in corporate communications i think are the following three items number one authenticity number two credibility and number three communication i think all three of those are directly interwoven with one another and the as companies realized that their consumers were much more interested in learning who they are, what they represent, and more importantly, why do they need it to have their message out uh, across various platforms. I think companies now started to realize that corporate communications needed to be inserted across all businesses. And so I guess in some ways, Peter, PR is definitely needed across the board. And, and, and personally, I think, you know, corporate communications ended up becoming the main benefit of recipients, as I like to call it. So well, with that in mind, then, how do you see that they have actually begun to structure their renaissance? What have uh, many corporations been doing to get to accomplish those things that you believe ha- were missing? Well, obviously, for uh, you know, for corporate communications, is the perception of, of when a company creates and develops a brand identity and maintaining communication with the general public, and so teams now started to put a, a much bigger fo- focus on their image, their reputation with external and internal audiences, thought leadership opportunities where senior executives or any other spokesperson within the company starts putting themselves out there to to inform the public about 
what they do, and more importantly, why do they want to solidify themselves as thought leaders. Developing a bridge between employees and management with the rise of internal communications, and of course, a variety of communications collaterals, which is whether it's consisting with written materials, such as press releases, memos, verbal opportunities, whether it's interviews or videos, and visuals, whether it's illustrations and photographs. So it's a, it's a major multitude of ingredients that when you put them together, it, it becomes part of the, of the corporate comms umbrella. Mm-hmm. One of the things I read not too long ago that simply says that content marketing is uh, one of the ways that companies are helped to better connect with their markets online. Do you sort of subscribe to that idea because a lot of what you just mentioned is content for corporations? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I, you know, there's always a synergy between marketing and communications because they are so very much alike in, in instances. But I also think that Public, since public relations is also more well known as a, you know, as earned media, many companies now are being much more innovative as to how they want to present themselves and to, and more importantly, to make meaningful connections. I want to ask, you know, the viewers and, and as you, well, and you as well, Peter, this one simple question, why do we communicate? Well, one of the things is that we certainly want to get our information out to our audience. You know, what it is we do, how we do it, why they need us, those kinds of things. And, but, and that is definitely true, Peter. But when you also look into that one simple question, when you start peeling off the layers to it, it offers way more uh, than what is what's first anticipated. Why we communicate? Uh, we communicate because we have a story to tell. Everywhere we look and turn, across uh, across our very eyes and in our ears, we always have, there's always a story that needs to be told. There's, whether it's one person wanting to get their message across or a general audience needs to, you know, hear something and or raise awareness on a particular issue. There is always a story that needs to be uncovered. And as such, as, as a communicator and everyone else here, we are all communicators and, you know, in many formats. We have the power to, to generate and, more importantly, to shape-shift perceptions and narratives that, allow, that gives people the opportunity to understand our message, to get them on our side, or at least plant a seed in their heads where there is an opportunity for them to, uh, to change their mind down the road. Well, one of several of the other things that popped up, is, and that is, is that certain things that corporations need to understand, and that is, how their customers and fans gather information about their services or products, and then how their customers use the content and that helps them make buying decisions. And thirdly, how to integrate online content marketing practices along with their offline sales. So there's a combination of things that have to come along with that, that the communication you're talking about, how it's delivered to people and how people want to get it and what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also as well, I think what's really you know, interesting about corporate communications during this renaissance is that it's experiencing a rebirth. And what I mean, and what I mean by that is that many companies have now realized that corporate communications is a vital piece uh, to their all, to their overall business plan, and so as you know, as these organizations start figuring out start figuring out components as to 
what they need they need to do to incorporate uh, into their strategy they have to put a lot of you know the backbone of it they have to put a uh, focus on management communications marketing communications as we've mentioned uh, and organizational communications and so as you know as, as these organizations have to develop a better sense as to who their audience is it doesn't matter whether it's traditional or digital they need to know that every strategy that they put out there is audience centric why because having an audience centric strategy sits at the intersection between the company goals and your audience needs um, at the end of the day all these organizations have to have to develop content that is engaging shareable and communicative one or various that that produces a call to action so that their audience can follow it spread the word become brand ambassadors to a certain degree and become extremely brand loyal which is what the organization wants and you know actually what i'm also hearing you say is that uh, it has to be strategic communications involved in this as well so that everybody is singing from the same song page so to speak or a hymnal, as they say, so that internal communications message with the external communications, the branding, who is saying what, uh, who they're saying it to, where they're saying it, how they're saying it, all those kinds of things. There has to be management of that. So there's cohesion across all of the uh, communications platforms. Uh, yep. And uh, on top of all that, uh, companies want to make sure that whatever messaging that they put out there it has to, whether it's targeted or universal, it has to be consistent with what they're representing from, from a brand image standpoint. So some of the goals that uh, organizations, whether it's for-profit or non-profit, want to uh, inject into their overall strategy, it's incredibly important to put out, put out these four things. So the four goals in corporate communications are to be transparent with employees and customers, build credibility and establish expertise in the industry to minimize damage uh, to the brand's uh, reputation and of course prevent any type of miscommunication and so when brands want to want to put themselves out there and start establishing a connection with their audiences they also have to establish their credibility because in this day and age especially now with the current environment we're living in trust now is one of is by far one of the key components that audiences are look consumers and or audiences want to trust the brand and the organization that they're utilizing and so it's incredibly important for, for organizations when and when it comes to releasing any kind of content they have to be factual in what they put out there, incredibly specific as to why they're putting it out there, why why audiences should consume their products and or services or join a or join a program if it's from a nonprofit space, and why they should dedicate their time in knowing and spreading the word uh, with with this organization. Can you talk a bit more because I think one of the things that you mentioned I think is hugely important about transparency the importance of organizations being transparent with their customers and the public. Yeah, I mean, I can't emphasize that enough, Peter. When you, and again, if you want to go much more deeper into the corporate communications umbrella, whether it's external communications, which means developing effective communications for external audiences, such as press, stakeholders, shareholders, public affairs, government officials, influencers, and so on, 
internal communications, which is establishing effective communications with your internal audiences, meaning your employees, investor relations, and so forth. When you, For companies, in order for them to be able to transmit whatever message they want to they want to put out there, they have to submit credibility above all else. Why? Because when you submit your credibility, you are, you are basically solidifying yourself as a leader and an expert in this industry. Many audiences want to know the ins and outs of what the organization is doing and how they are, and how they are using these approaches. And so companies have to figure out ways as to, you know, how to establish their credibility, how often they need to put out the, the content, uh, um, establishing different types of connections with their audiences, and, uh, and as well as handling uh, sensitive issues whenever um, a crisis pops up. Well, a couple of things. Uh, well, there's a lot to unpack here, and one of the other things that I think that uh, needs to be maybe touched on is the importance of employees as ambassadors for your organization, and so why they need to be treated well, and how they can help spread the message to your um, uh, to your audiences. Yes, internal communications is the one particular category within the you know within the corporate communications umbrella that has definitely grown in terms of importance over the last decade. Internal communications now is undergoing its own mini metamorphosis uh, in the sense that now, especially given what is happening now with the COVID-19 pandemic and with the eventual transformation of the workforce becoming a much more remote hybrid uh, model, uh, many organizations are putting uh, a major emphasis as to how they want to not how to develop messaging to keep employees informed, but also to keep them, you know, to keep them in the loop and highly productive on many of the initiatives that the, you know, that the organization wants to put out. Company culture is incredibly important, and so they, so organizations want to figure out how can we bring in our employees to to make them feel highly involved in the process whether it's establishing different types of events, developing a an internal communications platform so that all employees can offer ideas to, to developing workshops, a tr uh, panel discussions, anything internal that employees can, can utilize, and also educating uh, employees on, on the basics of what's going on in the company. Remember, uh, Peter, uh, internal, internal employees can be your brand ambassadors as well. So when, you know, when an individual goes out there um, and talks about the company, they need to know at least the basics as to what the, com what the company is, what do they offer, why do, the, do they do the submission, the values, and everything else. So that way, they could attract external audiences in for them to be able to do much more research uh, about the company and as well as establishing a connection. You know, a couple of other things come up about employees. Yes, because they are valuable uh, representatives of, of your brand. One of the things in terms of internal communications is because employees work all over the shop or organization. They see and they know a lot of, lot of things. Some things could be, uh, the wheels could be coming off. There could be some problems going on that perhaps the, the C-suite needs to know about. 
So there needs to be a communications mechanism that these employees can feel comfortable saying, hey, look, there's a problem here. We need to fix this because if we don't, here's the, here's the outcome and it's not very good. So that's another way of making sure that employees can communicate comfortably any actions that they believe need to be taken to uh, prevent damage to the, to the company or the organization and the brand. Yep, and you have to trust your employees because at the end of the day, they know the ins and outs of the company. They understand what is right from what is wrong. And um, you also want to develop an, uh, an environment of inclusivity and productivity uh, where employees can easily be able to uh, contribute in, you know, in the business's growth. And so developing communications platforms such as Slack, uh, an intranet site, and many other different types of platforms, you, it helps the employees to, to be highly engaged in the process. And speaking of, uh, you know, of employees, we've also been seeing, Peter, an interconnection with um, internal communications and DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, where now employees are being much more receptive to not only learning about DEI, but also figuring out ways as to how to incorporate it into their overall business. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's yeah, whether it's doing overhaul, uh, major audit overhauls about how their corporate structure is to um, to senior leadership, you know, taking the stance, and as well as employees being fully um, interactive with the process. It has become you know a key component in the overall internal communication strategy because as because we as communicators we are now learning how to talk DEI and how and how it needs to be inserted not only into that piece uh, but also the overall uh, business plan as well. Mentioning uh, the DEI portion of it, my position has always been if you're going to have an effective DEI program in your organization, it has to start at the top. Uh, the senior management, the president, the chairman, whoever that senior person is, must get in front of the group and say, this is what we're going to do. Here's why we're going to do it. Here's the benefits that they're from incorporating this. Because otherwise, if it's just something that they shake their heads, okay, fine, you know, let, let the uh, human resources department handle it, it is not going to get the same sort of traction in that organization, if it comes from the chairman or the president saying, this is what we're going to do, it is the right thing to do, so we're going to move forward. There's a big difference as to how that begins to be implemented. Yeah, and, and not only that it starts at the top, we, it also starts as well from a, you know, from a sentiment standpoint. It needs to be genuine and it needs to, and it needs to generate a real impact. And what I mean by that is that companies have to, if they're going to be pursuing any kind of DEI initiatives, it, it cannot be performative, straight up. Companies need to truly and genuinely be heavily involved with incorporating DEI into their, into their overall business, which means from the top down, every, every single person needs to be involved in the process. There needs to be a clear roadmap as to what exactly do they want to accomplish and and the kinds of policies that they want to incorporate and as well as creating an environment where employees can have open frank discussions uh, the truth of the matter is that you know DEI in all honesty should already be on autopilot but it's not 
And uh, one of the reasons why is because companies genuinely do not know as to how to address this. And so many companies are trying to figure out, well, how can we pause DEI? And how can we do it in a way that brings real impact? How do we become allies? And how can we pinpoint unconscious bias and many other discriminatory practices that we see in our, com uh, you know, in our company? And more importantly, how can we teach our employees and ourselves as leaders to point that out to, uh, to ensure accountability across the board, and more importantly, to uh, ensure that uh, that these types of, of negative connotations do not happen again. So it's all about everybody coming together, being held accountable for their actions, and also genuinely putting in the work and the effort to educating yourself, and more as well as uh, and as well as spreading energy. I should say. On how to um, on how to incorporate DEI across the board. Well, as with uh, any large organizations and corporates, when you're going to bring in a new program, people like to know what benefits come from this program. So DEI, as well as anything else, needs to be able to show here are some of the benefits that come from this. And there are benefits depending upon what your program is. I remember writing an article a couple of years ago how uh, Pepsi Cola did some uh, had created some program. I don't know. Let's let's say maybe Hispanic Foods or something or another. And after mm -hmm. one year or year and a half, whatever it is, they can say, "Well, fine." As a result of getting engaged in producing or selling Hispanic foods, this is how much they added to our bottom line. You know that sort of thing. So there are benefits that come from these programs, they just have to be included in the reasoning for installing them, other than it's, you know, it's the right thing to do. But, you know, you don't want just a warm, fuzzy reason. You want, as a business person, you want to have to have some business bottom line outcomes from it as well, and they are there. And the very last thing that uh, companies need to be doing, Peter, is, as I previously mentioned, is performative action. Because if you try to if you try to make if you try to make an appearance that you're actually you know doing DEI, but in the end when you peel back the curtain and you find out that that practices are still basically the same, then then you've been exposed basically. You're not taking it seriously, and so many companies need to to understand that DEI for their benefit and as well as corporate communications as well. Aims to you know aims to increase communication between between leadership and employees. The priority is to build a brand and identity for the organization, and as well as the financial benefits of it as well. Because you know many many organizations want to know how does you know how does this benefit the bottom line? What is the ROI and or return of investment? Uh, and so the perception and the reputation definitely carries a lot of weight when it comes to building relationships with various audiences. And so it's incredibly vital that organizations need to need to have a clear identity, uh, which uh, reaps the, both the small and the long-term benefits. Well, Yesenia, I want to thank you so very much. Would you have any closing remarks, let's say, in terms of to those folks listening as to how to improve, if you will, their corporate communications if, in fact, uh, there might be some lacking things there? Well, the, uh, I want to first and foremost thank you, Peter, for, uh, again, having me in this podcast. It was a lot of fun talking about corporate communications and how it's, you know, and how it's experiencing 
its renaissance. The only thing that I would like to point out is that for organizations, please understand it doesn't matter if you're small or large scale, PR is needed. Corporate communications is a must in your strategies and organizations need to understand it's all about your reputation and your image. You have to be transparent with all of your audiences to build and establish credibility and as well as putting together a corporate communications plan that is going to be highly influential. And so being able to work throughout my entire career in in-house corporate communications department and being at the forefront, I understand uh, from that perspective the importance of companies being true to themselves, uh, but more importantly, uh, develop a business plan that is going to highlight what exactly do they want to put out there. It's their story, and many people want to know the story that they want to tell and be true to it. Yesenia Rosso has been my guest today. Uh, she is the principal with uh, Y Communications, and I want to thank her so very, very much for providing a lot of insightful information. And uh, as listeners, I want to certainly thank you for joining us again. Oh, and by the way, if you get a chance, uh, take a look at our new uh, YouTube uh, video. You can simply go to YouTube and put in Public Relations Review Podcast, and it'll pop right up there for you. Also, we'd like to get a review from you if you've enjoyed the show. And please uh, let your friends know as well. So thank you for joining us, and we'll look for you on the next edition of the Public Relations Review Podcast. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm.